his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back to Total Information AM. I'm Megan Lynch, and we have a full studio this morning to talk about the geospatial sector and a really interesting research project right now. Cahokia Mounds near Collinsville, Illinois, is the site of what researchers believe was the most sophisticated prehistoric native civilization north of Mexico. You may be familiar with the mounds there as you drive along 5570. Well, that settlement has been extensively studied, but geospatial researchers say new technology could help us learn even more about it. So in studio, we have Casey Shanks with the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. Welcome. Also, Craig Ackerman with the NGA and Justin Vilbig with St. Louis University Taylor Geospatial Institute. Thank you all for joining us today. Thanks for having us. You're Thank welcome. You. So the Cahokia Mound site has been extensively studied. So what was different about this survey? So this survey was different in the sense that uh, all the previous LIDAR collections over the site were flown at a high altitude, and they're not very accurate, and their point density is pretty uh, sparse. So um, with us flying the UAS overhead, we can get lower to the ground to collect higher accuracy LIDAR, more density. And the real focus of this was flying over the forested areas to potentially discover hidden uh, mounds that were previously not uh, discovered. LIDAR has the unique ability to penetrate foliage where um, other surveying methods do, just don't work. So when you look at that site um, and you look at this survey, at this point, do you know if you have any unique findings compared to what was previously done there? Yeah, so we're still kind of digging into the data. So nothing nothing official, I would say, to report yet. But um, but I will say comparing it to some of that publicly available data collected from a higher altitude, um, our, our resolution is, is much better. So we'll, we'll be able to much better, you know, discriminate between features, kind of see where things go, um, kind of actually measure um, the limits of different features, whether that's like mounds or borrow pits. So, um, yeah, so... At least preliminarily, it's looking good. Okay. So, you know, I'm curious because this is a sacred site. What's the challenge of, of working there? It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Um, one of the challenges that we had is you, you have to obviously watch where you go. We're out there with survey vehicles and things of that nature. We're putting up um, GPS equipment and stuff like that. We're operating in UAS, so people do visit the site. So don't like to fly over people. Uh, one of the instances when we were over there, there was a school bus that came with a group of school children, that, you know, to see what's going on. They happen to be deaf. So obviously they liked our equipment, but we have to watch what's going on. Um, that, that I think that was one of the challenges is just moving around the site, making sure we respect what's going on with 
the heritage over there and keeping everything pristine. You know, you you mentioned the fact that, um, you know, this is technology that you're leveraging for this. You know, tell our listeners maybe the advances that you have seen in the technology that allows you to map sites like this. Sure. So, like, before LiDAR scanners had to be on a plane, they cost a million dollars. The scanner that we flew was the size of a two-liter Coke bottle, and it fits on the bottom of the UAS, and it's like $150,000. So, you know, in terms of size and the cost, those have gone down dramatically over the past five years at least. Mm -hmm. And just, I guess, the value of maybe not having to disturb the natural features of a site with technology like this? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, for most archaeologists today, that's pretty critical. Um, you know, excavation is inherently destructive. And so if there are ways that you can, you can, you know, glean data, glean information from a site without doing excavation work, that should always kind of be the, the first course of action. Now, a lot of people might ask, well, why was the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency involved in a project like this? I think one of the one of the things that we wanted to do is there is a CRADA that we have with St. Louis University. Cooperative Research and Development Agreement. Correct. Correct. And so we wanted to work with SLU to kind of show them some of the techniques that we apply um, from a geospatial side to the data that we collect and then work with them on the research side of actually analyzing the, the LIDAR data and, and see what we can come up with. Now, were there some students that have also worked on this project as well as as you know, part of the instruction at SLU? Yes. I mean, even NGA brought out some extra surveyors, too. I mean, it was kind of all hands on deck between SLU and uh, NGA. You know, it wasn't just the three of us that did all the flying. There was other people that played an important role. What would it mean for this site if we were able to learn more about this culture and and about that site? Like, I I think that's like, that's, research, right? We're always trying to like learn more. Um, and our project specifically, I think is an exciting one because, um, because it's, it's really advanced equipment and you're able to do it in a non-invasive way. And so, um, we're able to cover a pretty large area of the site that, you know, everyone like it's south of the downtown area of Cahokia. So it's not, it's not unknown, but if people have been there, they know it's kind of swampy. It's, there's a lot of like brush and trees and forests. So, um, there's still a lot that um, we might not know, and especially a lot in terms of like the context of the features. And so, um, you know, our, our hope is that for the site, it, it just, you know, we're, we're gaining more information and we can tell the story of Cahokia more fully. Now, do you get some type of like a 3D image or can you map it out in, in some type of topographical way? Kind of describe it for our listeners. Sure. It's a uh basically a virtual world. You can walk through the scene in 3D. Uh, you can most importantly get coordinates, latitude, longitude, elevation over every single point in the scene. And I think we collected like over 4 billion points off the top of my head between both our UAS collections and our uh, mobile LIDAR that we also drove on site. So a lot of people listening to this are probably thinking, what's the future of this and what other applications could this technology be used for? So I know that there's uh, quite a few um, geophysical surveys uh, that are going to be starting on the site. So this uh, data that St. Louis University and NGA collected is going to be the foundational ground truth for that um, future surveys by other academic institutions like University of Michigan, Colorado School of Mines, and University of Illinois, just name a few. How does this put us on the map 
uh, in St. Louis as we continue to do more of these kinds of collaborative works when it comes to this geospatial technology? Yeah, from an archaeological perspective, at least, LIDAR is LIDAR is huge. You know, people are doing large collections all around the world, and it's it's really showing us a lot about sites around the world. And so um, I think Cahokia is a site that some people know about but maybe don't really understand the full extent of what's, what the history of Cahokia is. And so I think our work can kind of help, again, tell that story more fully and help um, kind of put put it on the stage a little bit more in terms of like the global archaeological research. Um, yeah. So when when uh, how long does it take to to go through all this data? When could we learn more possibly about what you found there? Well, when <laughs> when I have more uh, time to really do the analysis, <laughs> yeah. I got you. I got you. I mean, we gave Justin a massive volume of data, so um, he's also got other things as well <laughs> to go through. Yeah. I'm working diligently, though. <laughs> well, thank you all. Really appreciate your time this morning coming in, and we look forward to hearing more about it. Um, it's one of our favorite sites to go to and um, appreciate the care that you're taking with such a sacred site. So thank you so much. Uh, joining us in studio was Casey Shanks and Craig Ackerman from the NGA, also Justin Vilbig of SLU and the Taylor Geospatial Institute. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.